and a blessed first Sunday in Lent to you all. Now this Lent, quite like last year's Lent, is already off to a weird start, to say the least. But even though the blackouts and the weather stopped us from doing an Ash Wednesday service, Lent is still upon us. We are still able to observe a holy Lent. Just like last year when we could not worship in person during the end of Lent and, and Easter Sunday. Just like that did not mean that the resurrection did not happen. As now, Lent is still upon us. And holy Lent's where we can grow closer to God. We are entering this Lent with hope on the horizon. The hope of the resurrection being the chief part of Lent. But not only that, the hope for getting back to normal with the vaccine rollout. The hope of power. The hope of water coming back. The hope for warmth. The hope for spring. And no more ice storms. I want to apologize for bringing that weather down with me. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Came to Houston thinking I escaped that. Here we are. But there's still hope in front of us. Looking at us. Waiting for us. Lynn is our way to prepare for the resurrection. And to humble ourselves before God. As we look with hope at that upcoming season. Lent is that season where we focus on our relationship with God. Focus on God. It is a time where we grow closer to God. To identify with the Son. And to meditate on the passion of Jesus. It is the 40 day lead up to the resurrection. And the goal of Lent is to die spiritually with him. That way, we may when we celebrate his resurrection, we're celebrating our own resurrections as well. The aim of Lent is to renew our faith. We do this through fasting, meditation, prayer, giving, and good works, as well as worshiping God. Now, historically, the Lenten season has gone through changes. It was not until about 1,000 years after the, the founding of the church that Lent began to look the way it does today. In the first century, Lent was observed for 40 hours, which correlates to the amount of time that Jesus spent in the tomb. The observance then shifted to six days of fasting and special observance, which is still observed in Holy Week. Then the practice shifted to 36 days, a tithe of the number of days in the year. Then the 8th century, four days were added to this to make a total of 40, which is what we have today. However, it has always been, one thing that hasn't changed has always been a time for, for preparation for new converts to prepare themselves for baptism on Easter. Again, Lent is our time to grow closer to God, to build on our relationships with God, where we can focus entirely on Him and our need for Him. 
And we do this by taking on disciplines that help us focus on our relationships with God. We can set aside the world and focus on him. We either do this by giving something up or taking on a discipline. However, sometimes truly committing to this is difficult. As the outside world becomes very distracting and downright chaotic. In that case, it is nice to have a place where we can set aside the outside world. We can even temporarily set it aside and just focus on God. And when we are able to do that, we're able to focus on our relationships with God. But where is this place? Our gospel reading should sound familiar, at least part of it. In fact, we heard part of it a few weeks ago during the first Sunday after the Epiphany. We heard the baptism of Christ on that Sunday. However, today we get what happened after the baptism. Now, if you remember, the baptism came after John the Baptist was proclaiming a need for repentance, quite like what Jesus did in the end of our gospel reading. And he's baptizing people who are coming to him from all over Judea. John, however, stated that he was simply preparing the way for the Messiah our gospel today begins with Jesus coming out of Nazareth to be baptized by John. Jesus has not yet begun his ministry. First, he needed to get baptized. Then he needed to go to the wilderness. At the baptism, Jesus was shown that he was the son of God. Last week during the transfiguration, we saw the same manifest manifestation. Jesus was shown to be God's beloved son. In the baptism, the father tells Jesus that he is his beloved son. In this intimate moment, Jesus' divinity is on full display. After the baptism, Jesus was not ready to go to Jerusalem yet. He was not ready to go out and preach and teach and heal. No, first he was driven into the wilderness by the Spirit. Mark makes it clear that the Spirit immediately drove Jesus into the wilderness for 40 days to be tempted by Satan. Now, Jesus' 40 days in the wilderness correlates with the 40 days Elijah wandered the desert, or Moses who fasted for 40 days before writing the words of the covenant that was given to him by God. We also see a correlation between these 40 days and the wandering of the Israelites in the wilderness for 40 years. Now, the wilderness was a good and bad place. First of all, the wilderness was free from outside control or Roman controls, a place where Jesus can get away from the crowds, from the, from the, from the people, but also from Rome. There's a place where he can be by himself, where nobody could observe him. But it was also a dangerous place. A place full of wild beasts. A place in the desert with harsh and hot conditions. Furthermore, it was in the wilderness that Jesus was tempted by Satan. 
Now, Mark did not go into detail regarding these temptations as the other gospel writers did. But we know he was being tempted through those other writers. Yet even in these harsh and isolating conditions full of danger, Jesus was not alone. He was safe. Mark makes a note that Jesus was being ministered to by the angels. Jesus was not by himself. He was not isolated. He was with the Father. After his time in the wilderness, when John was arrested, Jesus returned to Galilee to begin this ministry, to preach, to teach, to bring the good news to the people. Note how part of this discourse takes place in the wilderness. It was the spirit that led Jesus to the wilderness, knowing he must be tested. Jesus' time in the wilderness, praying and fasting, helped grow closer to the Father and prepare himself for the work that was ahead of him. Being in the wilderness, free from the outside distractions, free from those powers that clouded God from the world, made the temptations easier to deny. It was in the wilderness with God's spirit where Jesus was outside of Rome's control. Where he could be outside of the busyness of the world. Where he could focus on praying. This, in a way, was a perfect place. To stop Satan's temptations. Perhaps we too. Can go to the wilderness. To free ourselves from distractions of the world. Even temporarily. The wilderness where we can escape the harshness of our world. And be with God. One of my favorite shows is a show called Parks and Rec. It was a show that aired a few years ago. On NBC, and it's a show that features a group of people who work for the Park and Rec Department in fictional Pawnee, Indiana. And one episode saw two characters one, the ultimate outdoorsman, who is the head of the department named Ron, and the other, a technology addicted, swagged up, underachieving government, government worker named Tom. In this episode, Ron decides to take Tom into the woods where he has a cabin to break his cell phone addiction. The two go into the wilderness where Tom is free from technology. He is free from cell phone service, from television, internet, etc. And this proves difficult for Tom. His need for technology is too great that the desire leads him to leave the cabin in search of a smartphone. He drives to town, buys one and tries to get back. But he was being distracted with this new smartphone. And he crashed Ron's car into a tree. It was then that Tom realized he might have had a problem. Tom realized that he used technology to hide from the problems he faced. To hide from the world. And hide from his life. Ron took Tom to the wilderness to attempt to escape what was controlling him. Technology. It was there in the wilderness that Tom realized the whole technology had on his life. I wonder where we can find our wildernesses. 
I wonder where we can go to be free from outside distractions or those powers that sometimes block God from us. A place where we can be with God. Focus on God. Just as the Roman oppressors blocked God from his people, we also have things in our lives that can sometimes block God from us. And getting away from those, finding a place to be free from those powers helps us grow closer to God, even if it's a short period of time. It helps us fight the temptations that could lead us away from God. This Lent, when we are taking on disciplines, practicing self-control or fasting, we may find it easy or might, may even find ourselves tempted to break away from these practices. We might find excuses to not pray. We might find an excuse to eat that chocolate bar. We might find excuses to give up on Lent. We may also find the harshness of the world bringing us down, leading us to feel that we are without God. As we know, this season is meant for us to bring us closer to God. But again, in this world, it is difficult to follow through sometimes. This is why finding our own wildernesses, our own places to get away is important. Now, I'm not saying we need to drive out into the desert for 40 days and cut off the outside world or even deep into the woods until Easter. But we do have places or we may have places where we can go to focus on our relationship with God. Perhaps a quiet closet. Perhaps going for a drive in the country. Or just sit in the driveway in our car and just sit. Or maybe even going camping. Like Tom went into the wilderness to free himself from his technological addiction. We also can go to the, our wildernesses wherever they are. Those places where we can be intimate with God, to focus on Him, to be with Him. This Lent, I challenge us all to find our wildernesses. That way, when we are facing temptations that can pull us away from God, we can go to those places. We can go to the place to be free from outside distractions. And then we can face these tests, even with the knowledge of God's love for us. And his desire to be in relationship with us. This Lent, let's go to the wilderness. Amen.